and welcome to Pedantic Handwavium, the podcast that tries to explain fictional worlds using science. I'm Simon. And I'm Jeff. So, so Jeff. Simon? <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say, so Simon. <laughs> Good. And I mean, we won't be the first podcast to do that. <laughs> no, no. And, it, and I feel like it... I mean, I feel like it's very representative of, the, like, the loss of self that I feel like we all feel, where we're just kind of melding into just, like, the uh, the zeitgeist of, of, like, the, like, like neural zeitgeist of the world. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, that loss of self and existential dread and all that. <laughs> uh, so this listener is Jeff trying to steer Simon's rambling. Towards an intro. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out how you're going to shoehorn that into an intro, and I wasn't sure. I feel like I was doing. I mean, you did a pretty good job. It's like you know, psychology and like, what is life? What am man? What is yeah. that? <laughs> what are those? What was existence? And these are all Why? questions that we're going to answer today. <laughs> <laughs> in the next hour or so, <laughs> give or take, we're gonna we're gonna condense the previous six point five million uh, years of of uh, information into mm-hmm. an hour long podcast. That's also it's you know a little lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know the our magnum opus. Yeah. this episode. Yeah. This is us. This is us. Uh, wow, that was. I, I was trying to think of like a good thing to, to do, and I couldn't come up with anything because they're all very dark. Like this was like our suicide note, <laughs> or like the thing we shout before we kill ourselves. <laughs> really, all just the same. Same thing. Are you okay, Simon? You good? I, I feel like I should. Like, I can visit sometime if you want. <laughs> No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I, I think I'm doing all right. I will say, yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, you know, all rights relative. Um, yeah, that's true. But that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast <laughs> is in spite of us doing all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this podcast is about science fiction. And yeah, and who's usually. the who's the father of science fiction? Uh, that's Mister Fiction, I believe. <laughs> that's Mister Fiction, <laughs> science fiction. <laughs> uh, well, no, I'm I'm referring to um our good old friend uh uh, uh Hugh Grant Wells. Uh, yeah, I think the, your, your average person might know them better as H.G. Wells. <laughs> I cannot find what H.G. Wells' actual names are. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Like, that's not just oh, on the internet somewhere? It is, it is. I was looking at the wrong page where they were only referring to him as H.G. Uh, oh, his I name see. is Herbert George. Wells. He has three first names. Yep, that's and just he, like me. He looks kind of like you, too. Uh, well, I mean, don't dig too deep. 
into what you look so we like. Already, or... We already know I'm eternal, and sometimes <laughs> I have to change identities. Oh man! If I would feel so bad if you had to do this podcast with me. If, if you just you blew were. up my spot right now. <laughs> well, no. Well, yes, but also the fact that you're H.G. Wells. You're like, uh, like probably one of the most prominent futurists of all time, and you're forced mm-hmm. to sit here to with me, pretend to be ignorant. <laughs> to my own self during this episode yeah yeah to inventing bad science fiction for the purposes <laughs> of your of my amusement right <laughs> <laughs> which is really what this podcast is about Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay so uh so uh jeff I, I think we've Simon. described who h.g wells is his father of is a writer from the 19th century father of science fiction books he was a biologist um like an actual biologist uh who became a writer he wrote such novels as war of the worlds which there was yep. a tom cruise movie about or and time a radio drama and a radio drama that was uh whatever his name <laughs> had some fallout <laughs> which was in hindsight poorly received initially <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, I mean that's right. Like he, he, you'll recognize his stories. They're very, very. Yeah. Um, if you don't know who H.G. Wells is, and you are a person listening to this podcast, that's kind of interesting. Welcome to H.G. <laughs> Wells. We have plenty of books for you to pick up now. <laughs> yeah, we have. An enti- uh, a man's entire life worth of books. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so let's get let's get cracking. Let's get started. Uh, All right. Let's start off with with my favorite my favorite um, H.G. Wells novel, which is mm-hmm. The Isle of Doctor Moreau, and I think it's my favorite because it's the first one of his that I read. Um, however, mm-hmm. I, I do get the name of it confused with the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, which are completely yes, different. Very different, but also... <laughs> kind of the same! Actually, I... Are they? Well, I, uh, I haven't read the cabinet, your thing, The cabinet of Dr. Caligari... that. Yeah, it's not a book. Oh, you, no, you haven't it, read the Isle of Dr. No, Dr. I haven't Dr. read... I haven't read the book, the H.G. Wells book, the Mr. Moreau's Island, um, but I have Please, it's watched... Dr. Moreau. He worked hard for that PhD. <laughs> but I have watched uh, the the cabinet. The cabinet? Island of, uh, I mean, everyone should, I mean, listen, if there's one thing it's you gotta do. It's a fantastic film. Y- yeah, it like, is. Like, wow. It's like, it's like black and white, uh, like 1920s? 30s something yeah it's it's incredible it's really good they do like really cool thing with like set design like yeah set uh, design is amazing it's fantastic um it really is and it, it really is nothing like the isle of dr Moreau, which we're going to talk <laughs> about right now so the isle of yep. dr Moreau is um is a book about a man who gets shipwrecked on an island and uh he on this island he meets a uh uh what are those uh, guys who know about bodies? Uh, physiologist? What? Yeah, a, a physiologist. Oh, okay. 
I didn't hear what you said. Oh, sorry. I like I just got zoologist. I'm like, what the heck is a zoologist? What am I missing out on? It's like a zoologist, but they're um they're from England. Oh, okay. Um Get so it because it's in England, like a person who studies zoos from England. Yeah, yeah. Because it's pronounced <laughs> zoologist, my friend. Is it? Is it not zoologist? No, I there's think... only two O's. It's uh, zoology. Again, there's two O's, which I do believe is an ooh sound. <laughs> yeah, zoologist then? Wait. Actually, oh, this makes me kind of sad I because I did so saying the a couple weeks ago the... learn that my professor who taught me that it's pronounced zoology passed. Now I'm sad. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks, Simon. But I'm pretty sure you can also pronounce it zoology because... Oh, yeah, like, if you're not, like, a very pedantic person, then everyone calls it zoology. Yeah. If you're in the know, This uh, is like, this is like, my advisor keeps on bringing up the fact that I say the word composite, composite, which apparently is... Okay. I didn't know that there was two, two ways to say that until, like, a week ago. Anyway... <laughs> uh so yeah it's kind of like a micrometer you know oh like instead of a micrometer yeah i got you Uh, yeah i understand what you're saying or like yeah okay anyway so he's a physiologist not a physiologist (laughs) he is oh well pronunciation is bad because there's no it's barred from two different too many different languages um Mm -hmm. anyway so he's a he's a physiologist, and the um, the physio the so he, this physiologist is taking animals, you know, yep. regular everyday animals, like you do. He's cutting cutting them up, and he's making well, them. That took a turn. Yeah, he's making them into people. All right, and like they are unmistakably people. That's what I mean. Like they're not like it's not like Planet of the Apes. So it's like a a like the personality of a bunny gets put into a people or no? It's like someone took like a I just swatted it a fly and hit my mic. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like someone. It's like you took a a a, a pig and you did so mm-hmm. much surgery so much plastic surgery on this pig that it can now talk and think like a person and is effectively mm. a person like it could it could pass a driver's test uh, well that's a weird <laughs> metric but <laughs> i don't uh, think can you think of another creature apart from a human that could pass a driver's test uh well i mean cars aren't made for like other animals that's what i mean like so it's not only like the brain smartness it's like the physical features of a person pigs are also pretty clever okay okay but like how about a puma is a puma very clever uh i (laughs) don't know any pumas personally oh maybe a catamount though do you know pigs personally huh i've met some pigs okay did you eat those pigs uh not those ones listen I'll, I've said it once in this podcast. I'll say it again. And I probably said it more than once. Knowing an animal makes it taste better. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume cannibals have got it. They know what they're doing. <laughs> they, they got a good system, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
if you can make friends with the creature you're eating, that creature will taste better. <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. That is, that is a joke. That is a joke, everybody. <laughs> it actually is uh. very sad to eat a creature you've met or that you know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. That's what we're trying to figure out. How what uh, how is it possible to do this? Because he's not like if they're not like cyborgs, right? He is taking the flesh that yeah, exists. Yeah, and like that's what it made me think of, like cyberpunk with cyberpsychosis, where like yeah, the further you get from being human, the more like he likely you are to just go crazy. This is like the opposite end of it, where the closer you get to being human, the closer you are to actually being human. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's, it's, which, like, but, like, that's the cool thing about this book, is it's, like, like, who's the real animal? Dr. Moreau, who's, like, tortured these creatures. Or yeah, these 100%. Creatures. It's that. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a question. <laughs> Jeff. I feel like we should start a philosophy podcast where we just make blanket <laughs> statements. <laughs> like, what is knowable? Everything is knowable. Your the world's concrete. It's exactly what my senses tell me it is. <laughs> uh, man, what a weird podcast where you just like Maybe- unpack and really drill down into things, and I just like, now nah, that's dumb, bud. <laughs> It'd be a really good podcast for Ashley. She would love. She maybe finally listen to a podcast or something creative I produced. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she has. She has listened to the episode that she was on, and that is it. Well, that's it. Well, she's listened to other episodes and told you about how <laughs> bad true. we were. She's listened to like our first five, and she was like, "Yeah, I can't listen to it. It's too painful." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I don't know how this whole being surgeryed on to look more human makes you more human. Like, are they doing, even then, like, if you're doing stuff to the brain, I don't really think there's much you can do with that. Right? And I'm trying to remember, and I can't, if he does it with, like, a a non... With an avocado, also? (laughs) No, he does it with animals only. (laughs) That I do, that I do know, because I would have for sure remembered an avocado, man. <laughs> that would have been something that, like, you know, 13-year-old Simon read and was like, this is the best book. <laughs> um, no, I'm trying to think of, I can't, I don't see anything that he's done where he's changed a non-mammal into a human. Okay. So I don't think he's not. So here's yeah, and this is why I say this: he has the the structures in place for mm-hmm. a human in terms of um, nervous system, right? So he's not like like obviously if you were to turn like a lizard into a human, that'd be very difficult because there's parts of the brain that are missing. But it seems mm-hmm. like he might be he might be somehow expanding parts of the brain. Like yeah, or like something like or uh, overclocking it basically. I don't know. <laughs> you know, overclocking, like making like forcing it to like be able to think 
faster or something to synthesize ideas better and more with, with less brain. I like that better than the idea I was going to come up with. Because mm. I was going to say <laughs> the like, idea you're going to come up with that you haven't considered yet. Well, well, well I just haven't said it. I had it in my brain. Because um, mm. Jeff, I'm always thinking. Um, you just gotta crank up the voltage. Yeah, man. Get the <laughs> clock get cycles those, running faster. Get those ohms. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, vaping. Vaping is life. Vaping always goes back to uh, you know explains everything. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you're talking vaping. I'm just talking overclocking my computer. <laughs> Well, see, we're tr- well, we're trying to reach whole new demographics of the. Teams. Oh, is this the episode where we <laughs> where we become cool? Two, two finally, years, two years in, like sixty episodes in, <laughs> we we finally like turn our baseball caps around the other way. Well, first of all, we're not. I mean, I already turned my baseball cap around the way, but now we're sitting on the other side. Of the of the chair to show that we don't respect authority or the proper comfortable way to sit in a chair, right? Yeah, we're willing to sacrifice our comfort to to stick it to, to make the man. a statement. Yeah, um, which I think is I think that Gen Z that's really what they want. That's really what they're looking for. Yeah, right? you think that's it? <laughs> I think that's it. I think we just have to dance on TikTok. <laughs> I also think we have to dance on TikTok. Uh, by the way, I work with people who are all Gen Z, and they all have TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, we don't even have the <laughs> the social media for people of our age. <laughs> no, we have the social media of someone who was born, who is like the greatest generation. Like, that's our social media. <laughs> social None. Media. <laughs> None of it. Oh, no, we understand, like, newspapers. I understand newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> You just took out a classified ad the other day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, we have gone nowhere. <laughs> no, we sure haven't. This we is... kept trying, which will make it real easy for you to edit later. We, we have to. <laughs> we have to stop recording so late because whenever we do, it is bad. <laughs> we just get super distracted. Okay, so. Oh. Uh, you were talking about overclocking the human brain. So that's why I... I that's well, not the human brain, but the, <laughs> the pig rat- brain and the avocado brain. <laughs> the avocado brain, of course. Um, <laughs> I And I like that idea. Because the other thing I could think of is, like, if you were to, like, add material. Because, like, like, you need to increase... And just hope that it organizes itself in a way that is useful. Well, I was saying, like, maybe instead of... Like, you were taking... Say you had a rabbit... Mm-hmm. And then you took like forty nine other rabbits and cut out their brains and put their brain material in for the brain material of the rabbit that she wanted to make smart, and so you just made a rabbit with a really big brain. That was my idea, <laughs> but your idea is better because it, it mm. explains like how do you make an animal smarter without increasing the essential like physiology of their brain mm-hmm. is you just make the brain essentially more efficient or right. less efficient or not necessarily more efficient but just like work harder and faster yeah so he's probably like it probably like dramatically reduces their lifespan also <laughs> which is sad because like these creatures probably don't have a like particularly long lifespans to begin with. What's right. the lifespan of a rabbit? Like six years? Uh, I mean, it's not Maybe great a decade? compared to humans. <laughs> um, Depends on the rabbit. 
there's different flavors of them. Yeah, I think like I think like feeder rabbits, which are like the really big rabbits. I think that there are like six years is what I Mm. am recalling, and I think like small small rabbits, like natural rabbits, are longer. Mm. Um, but I like I think that that's a good idea, and we think that he's just like how do we think he's doing like the physiology parts because they got like five fingers. Do you think he's just taking like uh, homologous structures and just like just jury rigging them to be human humanoid? Could be that, um, I mean, like, do they go from having, like, a paw to, like, a human hand? Yes, yes. So, so, it's, hmm. it's, it's, that I believe is specifically described, that they have, like, five, five fingers, but it, mm-hmm. it, essentially they are, um, like, like, I would say Planet of the Apes-esque, like, Uncanny Valley humans, Okay. Uh, the original, um, the original hmm. version, not the not not the current twenty first century ones. Right. Um. I mean, it could be that he's just like able to rewire like the nervous system to like, all right, these are the muscles that you're connected to now. But I mean, and like, they're I, connected to these bones that I, you didn't have before. But you, but you don't wait. Do you have more or less? Do we have less or more bones than animals? I thought all. I don't I'd... know, but I mean, like I the, feel like the all structure is similar but different. I feel like so. This... Like mm. you're just giving them uh, like human hand bones. That's what I mean. Like like are they just taking like like the metacarpals and the carpals and just like he's just like essentially doing like plastic surgery on them to just increase their size. Yeah, that's what makes sense to me. Like, it, yeah. I imagine they're like you know grafting skin and stuff to make room for all these I, extra. I, I still think yeah, he, like, he's features. like he's harvesting materials from other. Oh, creatures. absolutely. Yeah. Like he's yeah. got a rabbit that's made out of like a bunch of different rabbits. Right. And we're not going to get into the immunosuppressants that these things have to be on to keep themselves alive. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I, and I think that this makes a lot of sense. I would also like to add, I think that, because I, I like the idea of the, like, overclocking. I think maybe one of the things he's doing is he's, like, modifying, like, coolant systems and things like that to make them more efficient. So, because okay. because he's, in large, he's increasing the size of the skull mm. to match the human, so, the human face size, mm-hmm. um, maybe what he's also doing is instead of filling that extra a- area with, you know... Uh, brain he's feeling it with like a fluid and then like you know obviously like thermal wings and then he's got like coolant through like a human does where it's like sinuses and things like that that can that can mm-hmm. cool um brain tissue this just makes yeah me, that yeah. makes that makes sense to me um yeah and there's just more surface area to bring the heat to than the yeah. animal would normally have yeah yeah so maybe he also like inserts like heating cooling elements into the brain mm-hmm. um look at that guys there's our uh you know step-by-step instruction on to how to take your favorite bunny rabbit <laughs> and turn it into uh your best a friend. very smart bunny rabbit um and if you'll probably either hate or love you for what you've done to them I feel like we just gave the internet a guide on how to make cat girls, and that makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm good with it. Okay. Go okay. crazy, internet. 
I mean, maybe not. It seems like it's not like a particularly humane process. I feel like giving something sentience is not a good idea. Yeah, no, it's the, <laughs> the sentience thing. Yeah, that's uh, a little ethically dicey. <laughs> anyway, so uh, next book we're going to conquer. The Invisible Man. All right. So this book follows a man by the name of Griffin. Right. who is a, I think a chemist or something. Uh, and he essentially develops like a procedure. He studies optics. Oh, that's what he's an optician. He studies okay. optics. Um, and he develops a procedure to conduct his own body to reduce his refractive index to that of air. Mm-hmm. So he is now in, invisible in air. Ironically, wouldn't be invisible in a vacuum. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, so there's that. How does he do that? The other thing is that it has been pointed out that the if he were to do this, his eyes would cease to work because <laughs> they work by absorbing light. So they would appear to be black right. holes if they were working <laughs> inside of this floating nothingness. And then uh, on, hmm. on top of that, yeah. it, it, it wears off when he dies. I will say that. So it's it's like something that he's done to his body. That his body has to maintain. Okay, so he's fades. done something physiological. Something, yeah. Uh, hmm. Can we like loop it into his like metabolism somehow? Oh, I thought you were gonna say loop it into uh, the island of Doctor Moreau, so that like all of H.G. Wells' books are in it's, the same universe. It's too early for a callback. We need to <laughs> save that in our back pocket for later, Simon. <laughs> oh, so what callbacks can be made? You know, a minute and a half after we moved on. I mean, you can, but like if you give it a little bit longer, it'll land a little harder. Uh, sorry. Well, you were gonna say loop it back into something. I I forgot what you uh, said like, because I was so enamored by my you joke. You were not listening to what I said because you had invented it in your mind. Um, <laughs> no, like it's something. It's so late. Like, could he do something like affecting his? No, that doesn't make sense. I was gonna say something affecting his metabolism. But I can't begin to think of how that would do something. I don't know. It's just it's like metabolism is cooking along while he's alive. Okay. Uh, okay. Like, that's where that started. But it's also a dumb idea. So feel free to immediately launch that into the sun. Okay. I have an idea. I'm going to eat some chocolate. Go on. Which I feel All right, like it's really good audio. Good. Because, yeah, what's real good for, like, a mouth noise experience is to have chocolate first. Yeah. And during, especially. Please just talk your way through that Kit Kat bar as hard as you can. No, I finished on my Kit Kat bars. This is just Hershey milk chocolate, which is all I have left. Um, Man, everyone I've been talking to is like, oh yeah, I just got like Hershey's chocolate. Get good chocolate. It's such bad chocolate. It's just, it was, it came in the bag. I got like a party pack that had like Kit Kat okay. and in it. Yeah, and it's just the last of the woods left. Uh, oh, <laughs> so you left all of the garbage Hershey's <laughs> yeah. milk chocolate for the lot, for the end. Yeah, because I don't have, I don't have the stuff to make s'mores, which is the only reason I have Hershey's chocolate. Ah, oh, I see. Because it's good. It's got a really low melting point. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. 
So what I'm thinking is, I'm thinking this, and I, I'm like, mm-hmm. we, the metabolism thing got my brain chugging along, and I was like, well, metabolism. I mean, your the heat you give off. That's the radiation humans give off, is because mm-hmm. of their metabolism, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, like, what if he, what if he does this? What if he adjusts the like black body radiation that's coming off of his body um, to mimic the radiation that's coming in from the other side of his body. So he is not, he hasn't essentially adjusted his refractive index so much. And I will get to that, how that works into it. It, That's going to be a little more of a difficult thing to sell. Yeah. Uh, Like that. Yeah. That's why I try to avoid that part entirely, but I have, I have an idea. So, so you, you, but you get what I'm saying. He's essentially like replicating the image behind him using his own body. Right. I just have no idea how that would happen. I mean, like, that's a technology that exists now, today, but not with the cameras. human body. I think with the human body. I, and that's why I'm saying it's, I think it's black body radiation. I think he's increasing mm. the temperature of his body to where uh-huh. it emits certain spectrums of light. Or, or, this is probably better, he... he has like um like uh his his cells produce like a pigment of some kind and that they're using like filters cuttlefish essentially he becomes a cuttlefish i guess this exists in nature as well but that would also explain why his eyes continue to work right because the light that's being emitted from him is still is different he's emitting right mm-hmm. now and the light coming in is, is still being absorbed in fact he mm-hmm. is probably an entire black body he absorbs all light or the light that would be absorbed by air which is like you know infrared and things mm-hmm. like that so that's what i think this is going on here's why i think it's it's specifically the refractive index um mm-hmm. it's not snell's law what is the there's um uh an electrodynamic law where if you take a enclosed 3D system, um, the amount that essentially wait a second, yeah, the amount of flux you get in has to equal mm-hmm. the amount of flux you get out. Okay, and, and it's used a lot for like electromagnetism and, and magnetic fields. I actually have a mm. mug that has it on it, and I cannot <laughs> remember the name of it. It's kind of annoying me. Yeah, I. Have absolutely no idea. But I'm saying, like, if you define, and this is a little bit of a loose, is a little bit of a, I'm a loose cannon right now, man. Uh, <laughs> shocking, <laughs> shocking. I know, right? That if you define refractive index based upon the the uh, the light that enters this 3D object also gets emitted on the opposite side of the 3D object, then his refractive index would be equivalent to that of air does that make sense no like essentially he is not vaguely kind of he is not refracting light but he is perfectly replicating it so that if you were to draw like a black box around him it would appear as if he was refracting light perfectly Mm -hmm. so it's not yeah that's what i'm saying okay yeah so i get i can understand that bit i do not know what crazy science experiment they did to make this happen um i think here's and that's what i'm saying that's why i think 
I think it is, um, I think that he has uh, uh, mercury vapor inside of him, in pressurized tubes, depressurized tubes, sorry. Uh, okay. And he applies an electric current to them, and then his body has a coating of white phosphorus. Um, so, so when the UV from the mercury hits the white phosphorus, it emits um, UV, it emits a colored light in a very, very similar spectrum to that of the sun. And then I think his cells, I think the cells on his body, so normally he would just appear to glow in white light, but he is an additional thing he's doing here. His cells apply filters of cert- of RGB light. <laughs> so he has his, each, each pixel is uh-huh. dictating what the RGB output should be based upon the thickness and the positioning of those filters it, it, per cell. Is what I'm saying. Uh, so, are the cells modified, or were they like handed very small filters to hold on to? <laughs> uh, although I do love the idea that <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think I think that they have been modified. I feel like that's the entire modification. It's both it's both biochemical, it's both cybernetic, and it's also like physiological hmm so i think hmm. <laughs> so you think my idea is too good you can't fight against it it's well, just so happens. good and i can't find any holes to poke into it uh what about the dermis that are all dead compacted cells uh it doesn't have it he's smooth <laughs> he is smooth like a it's freshly just... born baby <laughs> <laughs> he's like a bird hold off <laughs> His <laughs> epidermis and is in excruciating pain all of the I, time. He doesn't very need to uncomfortable. be. He doesn't need to be in excruciating pain. He Oof. did this himself. What's to say that he hasn't? He hasn't just like reprogrammed his cells to be like when you die, just slough off, just go away. I mean, that's what they do already. Or, or even better, he is like instead of having a building a dermis. He just has, or an epidermis, he just has the dermis, and then when mm-hmm. cells die, they get reabsorbed into him. And so he's now like a cyclical machine. He's now like a like an okay. engine. Okay. Yeah. I like that. How does he make that happen, though? Well, because he's an optician. And everyone knows optics. Oh, op- of opti- course. <laughs> optics is the one true science. Silly me for asking. Uh... Uh, I think I think he just reprograms his entire body. I think I think he is he has stepped into an entirely created biologic. He has made himself like a like a biologic robot. If that makes sense, like he's okay, made himself I mean, a new body. It makes sense such that like I understand the concept. It doesn't make sense in that. How or why? I mean, I guess the why would listen, be to be listen. invisible. Um, yeah, you only need you only need like four things to live. You need lungs. You need the heart. You need the stomach, and you need the brain. Right? I do not know <laughs> if that's correct. <laughs> I'm pretty it's, sure it's not. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I think that there's plenty of space in the human body to work with. Right? There's a bunch of a hollowness to it. Right? Well, yeah, but, like, how are you, like, reprogramming, like, the cells 
to be produced uh, this way? Uh, it's a retrovirus. He's just applied a retrovirus to his body to change their optical properties. This is. I'm saying that this isn't one thing. I'm saying he's doing like eight or nine different. I was gonna say six or seven. I was like, that doesn't sound like enough. Eight or nine <laughs> procedures. That number seems too small. Let me just add a couple more. Yeah, um, he's, he's doing eight or nine procedures to his body to ha- to make this happen. And that's why when he dies, his body can no longer apply the filters because it's run out of, you know, material. That's why it slowly fades. Well, and that's where, like... That's where my idea is really good. If it's, like, a retrovirus and it's hijacking the cell creation to make this, then why... Like, there's no reason for that. Unless there's, like... But it is, because the retrovirus, it's not replicating its... It it is replicating itself. but But the... but the uh, DNA it is implementing into the cell, all mm-hmm. that does is is uh, create the cell's ability to create these pigments and these filters. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And so, and so once it affects mm, just the whole body, then your whole body just has that I ability. I think I can take that if there's like <laughs> oh, some novel like chemical that he also has to consume like as raw material for his cells oh, yeah. to use oh yeah so like the the cells well he has to eat still obviously are affected glass. by the the retrovirus and everything but it just doesn't have like the the essential nutrients needed for the uh, uh like invisibility filters because he like stopped eating celery or something <laughs> okay Okay, I got you. I mean, like, I, I don't you. know what he would have to be eating. I get you. You want to nerf? You want to nerf my creator? You, my creation. You're like Blizzard, being like, "Oh, Roadhog <laughs> needs to be nerfed. Let's just make him a terrible character there, so that everyone hates him and that Simon stops oh, playing man, this game." Man, you did pull a real, like, just the the worst developer you could have. Oh, for oh, oh, the because oh, because there's zeitgeist. one. There's one developer that I have an issue with. I'm fine with EA. Listen, I accepted a long time ago that they're the apple of video games. All right, I no, accepted like, that with that with SimCity 2000. Have you been watching the news on what has been coming out and revealed with Blizzard recently? I have not. And I don't... It, whatever it is, it doesn't surprise me because I already know their gambit. They're a bad company. I don't buy their games anymore. Okay, well, that's probably good. <laughs> Uh, also, they get just real, real problematic real fast. Yeah, they always have. They're a bad company. They have yet to produce <laughs> a game that is not A, addictive and terrible for people to play, or B, a bad game. Uh, I mean, like, their leadership has also been kind of rapey. Oh, I didn't know about that, but... Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, yeah, Blizzard was a bad pull for this bit. <laughs> I mean, no, it's a great pull. They're a fucking garbage... Sorry. They're a <laughs> garbage company. They are so uh-huh. bad. Uh-huh. And now this just... They're even worse than I thought they were. And I had pretty low standards. <laughs> uh, well, no, I'm not trying to try to nerf your, your idea. I'm trying to work with your idea and to, like, explain why it stops working despite, like, all of the cells being changed to make it work. Okay. 
And okay, and yeah, and he's just consuming this pigment. I think, like, because he can yeah, consume pigment, or like, not even necessarily a pigment, but like, I mean, there's there's I, like, yellow things. He has like it needs something. He has to eat lemons. He has to eat any plant material for that green, and then he has to eat something blue. Uh, snail blood, blueberries, just blueberries. blueberries. Oh, that's right, that's right. There are blue plants. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't the only blue naturally occurring thing that came to my brain was snail blood <laughs> uh i think horseshoe crab blood that's also. it that's what i meant horseshoe blood, crab okay. blood that's what i meant not snail blood right oh, snail, man. Snail i remember my website blood. idea which is that i remembered my website idea i might actually commit to it at some point cool is it sexy pictures of horseshoe crabs? Because I would not want to pass you. Uh, there might be some sexy pictures added now. Hell yeah. Listen, let's just... There, there's more involved. Let's just make this the, I'll reveal the explicit it if I episode. actually do it sometime. Cool. Well, I'm not going to edit this part, so... <laughs> you just revealed it. <laughs> well, I didn't um, reveal what it is. Just sure. that it's a potential project. So what's next? We solve well, the Invisible Man, Well, right? now, now I'm going to do... Is that good enough? Yeah, hey, I think we did it good enough. I think we did it very good. Now I'm doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Big, uh, big big, boy, big boy challenge. War of the Worlds. Right. So right. in this... In this uh, I was going to say this movie. <laughs> in this book... <laughs> listen, there's right. been like four movies made of this. There's been a lot of movies. <laughs> there's been yeah. a lot of movies. Um, so in, in, in this book... Um, Martians attack Earth. Right. Kill a bunch of people. Right. Um, and then they die. So they're killing people. People can't kill them because they got more advanced technology. And then what turns mm-hmm. out that kills them is the bacteria that they take in from Earth. Man, you'd think they'd have some foresight about that situation, huh? And, and so here's the yeah that's literally so one of the questions I have there's actually two questions that relate to that is first of all mm-hmm. um, if they're from a different there's actually three questions that one of them and I'll get into it so the first mm-hmm. one is that is that one like like if they're so advanced uh, how did they not see like uh, like do they just not have disease like is that like do they just have no microbes on their planet um. It could just be that they're, like, in a closed system where there wasn't other environments for other diseases to develop, so they just didn't think to consider it. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking, like, maybe, like, the the high radiation of Mars um, can only, will kill any, like, new life, Um, Mm -hmm. so there's very limited, there's already very limited life on Mars, Mm -hmm. Um Potentially, and, and so the 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 Martians don't really have to worry so much about diseases, essentially because everything is sterilized. And but they're just mm. large enough organisms to be able to withstand the radiation mm-hmm. um, that takes pa- place, right? Because um, it's not the it's not the poison; it's the dose. And and in actuality, mm-hmm. it's the dose relative to body weight. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was kind of my idea. Um, however. How did the bacteria on Earth know mm-hmm. to affect know how to affect the Martians? Because presumably well, they have different biology, so their pathology would also be different. Yeah, and I mean, 
it's not like the the bacteria on Earth were like, oh, we're, we got you, humans. We're gonna get the Martians now. But um, like I mean, but even if it's not like, like they happen to catch, like there happened to be a variant of the flu that was they were susceptible. That's a virus. It's fine, um, no, but that that works as well. Like I think, like zoonotic diseases, like mm-hmm. those have difficulty passing between creatures. Mm. Um. So you're saying that this is like? I mean, yeah, a, it could even just be a novel like bacteria that like we just don't really encounter, and it's like something entirely inconsequential to us that is very consequential to the Martians. Mm. Like say. <laughs> Man, my my brain is not like healthy out today. E. Coli, I was like, yeah, like E. coli, also consequential to humans, or, or like uh, certain like versions of herpes that are like asymptomatic, or uh, mm-hmm. is there any other diseases that humans carry or carriers for? I don't know. Those are the <laughs> I mean, two like, I can think of, and it which wouldn't is even necessarily sad. have to be something that humans are carriers for, because like they're like just wandering around or do they just stay in their like ufo machines they just stay the in their well their cylinders but yeah they're not ufos okay, we know what they, they are. are they're identified flying they're not even flying they're identified walking <laughs> machines <laughs> right. they are like, iwms what were they doing were they just like killing people or were they like taking people also they are killed they are just slaughtering people and by slaughtering i mean like cities of people so yeah right Okay, so I mean, it could like I feel but like I, it's I, I, a cop out that just all right. There's like a leak or a containment breach or something. Like one of our crappy human bullets happened to get into like a joint of their walking machines. This is, this is and, like, Jeff. Jeff's coming airing. out strong on human bullets. <laughs> Finally, Finally, they're doing something for good. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I think it's, 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 it's ridiculous to assume that they're like completely uneducated about like if I, if I am, oh, well, actually, you know what, in, uh, in the recent events in Afghanistan and the entire Afghanistan war, I guess Uh it's completely reasonable that an attacking force could enter an area without any knowledge of culture or politics (laughs) or, you know, zoonotic diseases in the right. air, you know, uh, and could stay there for twenty years and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I I rescind I rescind my objection. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that actually seems completely reasonable that that they would be like that they would arrive. They'd be like, "Listen, they got." But here's the thing: if they're living on Mars, okay, mm-hmm. they gotta breathe CO two, right? Because there's no oxygen. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what they got cooking up in Mars. Well, they got CO two. They don't have. They don't have oxygen. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good start. Do I have any other gases well, floating around in the atmosphere? I assume nitrogen, but like, but that's the thing. They don't have like I O two is uncommon in mm. the majority of the universe. Tends to be nitrogen, particularly in liquid form. Sometimes not, and CO two. Sometimes in liquid form, sometimes not. <laughs> just um, depends. It just depends, and I'm and I'm like pretty sure that they have really low atmosphere pressure of CO two and a mm. really low temperature on Mars. 
So, again, why they would have, like, atmosphere scrubbers. So how could a bacteria get through, or a virus, get through those bacteria scrubbers that are so good that they're filtering out enough CO2 for these things to survive on? Is this H.G. Wells Wait, predicting... filtering out or filtering in more uh, so, CO2? Uh, either or. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of it being like a nitrogen filter. Well, I mean, we like, also you, have CO2 here. Yeah. Yeah, so what what I'm thinking it's like it's like if you ever seen how nitrogen gets um, purified, um, you essentially have like a flow, and then you have mm-hmm. a membrane. That's how that would work. Actually, that's exactly how this would work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a membrane that is soluble to every kind of gas except for CO two, and so your mm-hmm. out gas is just more concentrated CO two. And I guess in that case, you wouldn't have a blockage between. Um, the inlet and the outlet, mm-hmm. and that would make sense. And just I know you, I know you don't know this, but like the one person who understands <laughs> who gas is diffusion, who does, yeah, is is like going crazy right now because they're like, yeah, right. that's totally how nitrogen purification works. <laughs> so that maybe that's how it is. Maybe that's what they like. They have to get in new CO two because mm-hmm. maybe they produce oxygen. And there's photosynthetic. Could be. That's what I'm going with. That's why they're called little green men. That's why they're called little green men, except that these guys are gray octopus monsters. Same thing. Yeah, tomato, Um, tomato. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So there's a couple of other issues with this. First Mm -hmm. of all, why haven't we seen these Martians? They're sneaky. They're sneaky. (laughs) Yeah. So you think that they're just hiding from us. They have an entire advanced race. Just very sneaky. Just living just underneath the rocks, living right behind all of the rovers we sent. I I like the idea that instead of living, because when you said just underneath the rocks, my brain heard just behind the rocks. So there's just an entire race of Martian just like crouched down. (laughs) Okay. I like that too, actually. I like that a lot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that's, that's good enough. We're not, that's accepted. That's just <laughs> blanket statement. Um, so here's the other thing. They get to Earth by being shot mm-hmm. out of what are essentially cannons. Right. Now, I understand Mars isn't very big. And I understand that it doesn't have a lot of atmosphere. But mm-hmm. I feel like the force that would be required to fire a, a cannon with a big old cylinder in it to Earth would be enough to also liquefy an organic creature. Uh, are the cannons on the surface of Mars? Maybe they just bring them up via uh, a space elevator sadly, that we also haven't noticed. They are on the surface of Mars. Well, I also like, maybe they color everything red. <laughs> <laughs> they're like this is the e- easiest just camouflage put some put some dust on top of everything like yeah, yeah they'll never know they just make everything look, out look of iron look at those little dumpy telescopes they have yeah look at those stupid human telescopes oh I only have two <laughs> eyes they also only have two eyes by the way um, but you didn't yeah, explain it won't stop them from making fun of us for it <laughs> no but actually, I I like your idea, and I'm gonna go. So I which so they, one the space elevator idea? Yeah, but that doesn't work with the with the plot of the story. So I'm right. gonna adjust it so it does. 
have you ever played uh, a Donkey Kong game? Not Donkey Kong, but the other ones, like Donkey Kong Country like and... Any of them? Yes. Yeah, like the one for the N64 that I can't remember the name of right now. I think it might be Donkey Kong 64. Probably. Um, that was their naming convention. <laughs> you know you know how those times when you get into like the barrel cannons and the uh-huh. barrel cannon will fire you into another barrel cannon, which will fire you into another barrel cannon? <laughs> There's just I- a series of cannons floating in the air. That's what I'm saying. They have like at at certain heights, they have floating cannons that fire. So that's how they do their propulsion systems, and it kind of makes sense if you think about it, right? Okay, yeah, they're just like staged weird. Yeah, well, because what you want is like what you want is like so. What I'm imagining is like maglev cannons, mm-hmm. and so. You you use like a maglev cannon. You fire your cylinder, and then mm-hmm. the the next it it intersects with another cylinder that's just floating there, just like with just like a zeppelin, just suspended. Yeah, and, and the momentum it takes to force that zeppelin down fires you further up. Mm-hmm. So it's like this like rapid acceleration all the way up, and it's probably far cheaper to produce because. You don't need to do like a like you can reuse it, right? Because right. as long as you're not completely deflating the zeppelin, it'll just slowly rise back up to the point it was at. Mm-hmm. And okay. then you just need yeah. to use essentially like permanent batteries. It does work. Boy, we just we just solved space just cannon. Solved space flight. <laughs> you have a whole new <laughs> if only it better wasn't space elevator. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, we're developing different I mean, technologies. We, we want to bring uh, variety Mr. to the market. Mr. Bezos and uh, <laughs> Musk are developing uh, ways to I get do believe to space. You are, I, I believe you are missing someone there. Uh, Richard Branson. There you go. <laughs> I know all of the far too rich people who decide to spend their money to go to space rather than help people. Yep. I don't have a list. Who are Ooh. you talking about? <laughs> I just listened to a podcast about, and this is one of the things I hate hearing about, how mm-hmm. much of a raise Jeff Bezos could give his workers and how yeah. much money you would still have. Yep. It's very disappointing. I mean, like, devil's advocate, yeah, it's not like actual liquid cash, but also it's a lot of money. Um, Devil's advocate, it can, it's a it lot can of liquid be liquidated cash. Like, into cash. Like, like I am by no means defending him, but like there is at least a step he'll have to take to give them money. Oh no, I mean, but yeah, but like, look at his profits. Yeah. He could just take it out of his profits and be like, next year everyone <laughs> gets a ten thousand dollar raise. Listen, I don't like him. Welcome to going to college, everybody. Ever? <laughs> yeah, man. Congratulations for going to college, everyone. Ever? Here's your debt paid off. <laughs> Surprise, we've been a socialist podcast this whole time. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> oh man, I did. I had to go do like field work and I forgot mm-hmm. I wore my Howie Hawkins, Angela Walker, uh green socialism shirt in Utah, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, mm, I'm Ooh. going to wear a sweatshirt today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like getting accosted. <laughs> <laughs> Better take off this mask too, just in case. 
mascots. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I also had my Guy Fox mascot, just in case. <laughs> Although I do feel like all the Trump supporters would actually kind of appreciate that. Because, <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, if blowing up a government is kind of your thing, Guy Fox is your man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you, yeah. Anyway, I'm just, I'm, yeah. Uh, so, uh, aliens also <laughs> have feet. real, real spicy and political <laughs> today, huh? Really, I am. This is my, these are my hot takes. My hot takes on Blizzard. My hot takes on Guy Fox. <laughs> this is, this is why we usually record earlier before Simon combobulates himself. <laughs> becomes, yeah. Becomes so coherent that you could actually understand his, uh, his political views. <laughs> I'll, I'll stand by it. Blizzard's a bad company, and no one should buy any of their games. That's good. Well, I mean, there was apparently uh, an exodus from all Blizzard games recently, so... Really? There you go. And that's gotta be tough. That's like the highest e-gaming industry, too. I bet Epic is, like, jumping for joy. Uh, No, I guess, actually, it's uh, Square Enix with Final Fantasy XIV. Are you serious? Yeah, no, my buddy... (laughs) try to get me to start playing it like sure i got nothing going on and, sure i'll like, play Square enix games yeah so like <laughs> i cannot make a character on the server that my friend's on because there's essentially a world of warcraft refugee crisis happening oh really yeah Ooh. the only games that i know square enix has made is battlefield no, that was Dice, so not Battlefield. Yeah, that's a very um, different company. Uh, well, I mean, they're kind of like okay, they're kind of like Dice is kind of like Square Enix, I would say. I really, they're more similar. Okay, uh, but I know they made Mirror's Edge. <laughs> that's about it. Who did? Uh, Square Enix made Mirror's Edge. I don't think they made Mirror's Edge. I think they made Mirror's Edge. Listen, I know that we're doing I'm... a podcast on HG Wells right now, but I'm ninety-five percent sure they did it. Uh, Pretty sure they made Mirror's Edge. If not, I know no I know no games that Square Enix has made. Uh, it was also, also developed by Dice. <laughs> <laughs> I have just thought Square Enix was Dice this whole time. <laughs> no, Square Enix are uh, the RPG people. They I don't know anything that Square Enix has made. So Final this- Fantasy. They have Dragon Warrior. Nope, haven't played it. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I have played Kingdom Hearts. That's not a good game. Ah, uh, that's not true. Mm. One is a one is a fun game. Mm. It's the most approachable JRPG in existence. So mm. you got a problem, man. Listen, I mean, I, I tried it. It was not good. So it's a JRPG. No, I like JRPGs. I do. Whatever, man. Play, <laughs> played, uh, play Final Fantasy, uh, what's the one I got on my Steam? Seven? It's a pretty brutal game. Okay, um, which one's that? Is that the one with the edgy main character? And <laughs> it was got that one facial uh, expression and those that the, crazy the one hair. girl who does stuff. And <laughs> who does uh, nothing. She's really not important to the plot, but she's like kind of included in there. Um, right. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Final Fantasy VIII is the one that you're thinking of. 
I described half of them. I well, described the no, ones with the one graphics that, was, that aren't on the NES. Final Fantasy VIII is the one that was like lauded as great. Final Fantasy VII was also lauded as great, but it's not a good game. This is not a game podcast, okay? And I need you to explain <laughs> to me why Martians have heat rays that are invisible but can uh, produce a because white Because they're made of heat. But that doesn't make sense. You can't just fire heat. That's not how heat works. Well, you can direct it. Okay. Uh, do you know what the term radiation means? <laughs> yeah, you direct the radiation. Okay. Do you know what happens when you direct radiation? You make microwave ovens. <laughs> which is what they do. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> You cannot focus a uh, 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 you cannot focus radiation. It is by mm-hmm. its nature it radiates. <laughs> it it expands uh-huh. and it moves in a in a in a uh, normally a hemispherical or a spherical sort of way. What about lasers then? So lasers ca- are like that. They they are conical. They are not lines. Uh-huh. If you have a laser and you go far enough out the line of the laser will actually expand, which is why yeah. you cannot use lasers for optic experiments beyond, like, you know, a meter. I'm just saying they're doing that with heat. So you're That's saying... they're not attacking from Mars. Okay, here's the thing. If they're doing that with heat, so I assume they're creating infrared <laughs> lasers, uh-huh. there isn't a material that can create a laser that we of know infrared. of. Okay, give me a material. Give me how would a material, you know, if you're so smart, give me a material and how would it produce an infrared ray? Uh, well, let me call up my Martian friend and I'll ask. <laughs> I'll get back to you soon. Okay, so if what... If it what takes a while for the call to get through. Sorry, I'm still fired up about the... About the um, Square Enix. Square Enix thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what I want to know is... I think uh-huh. really, I, I feel like it's a game I played that was made by Square Enix. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's going to bother me all day. I'm just going to go through my whole Steam profile and be like, whoa, what uh, game? Oh, yeah, yeah Dragon Guard. I think they also did that. Uh, did they do, um, they didn't do Dragon Quest. That's yeah. specifically not them. Did they do Dragon Quest? No, yeah. Uh huh. That was Enix, and then they combined. Okay. So now the recent ones are Square Enix. So that's probably the game that I know them from. It's because yes. I, I apparently am a hipster. <laughs> it's not even that small a game. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, versus Final Fantasy it is. Like, in terms of like, uh, RPGs. Like, I, mean, well, I mean, better. I don't I would know say in terms of Fantasy. Americans. I don't know how widespread Dragon Quest is. But like, <laughs> In Japan, they have to release Dragon Quest games on Fridays, or people won't go to work that way. Well, that's true. They do have the truancy laws against um, Dragon Quest. Anyway, I think what you're referring to, and this is, I know, I know, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is they have miniature uh, nuclear reactors within their thingy-bobbers, their ships, mm-hmm. and. Right. And they do this the um, as a secondary way of gathering heat from them. Uh, they have uh, like I, I know you're gonna think this is crazy. They have filters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They have filters of certain wavelengths of light, 
and I'm going to say all visible wavelengths of light. Maybe some other ones. I don't know. I can't see them. They're not visible. Um, <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> that old chestnut. And it, it absorbs all that kind of light, turns into heat, and then they have like like flows through that to, 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 to collect energy, right? Okay. But that's also a weapon because the, the, the light that gets through is this infrared light that's too weak to harvest. Mm-hmm. And so they end up just just very intense infrared light that they can just burn people with. It's like a very bad sunburn. <laughs> like that? Okay. Is that what you were looking for? Is that what you I want from me? You want don't me to know. dance So how did, we, how did we get there? They have a filter that has because light. Because you don't know they how like they generate just magic vibrate heat ray. The Listen. infrared light real fast. Listen. You said uh-huh. that they could just beam heat. That's not how heat works. Heat is actually <laughs> oh, okay. even more specific than light is. So I am taking your words and I'm being like, how does this work in the real world? Uh-huh. In, in my way. <laughs> sure. I mean, if you want to like, change roles, you can do that. You can take my crazy, off-the-cuff idea. My role has always been coming up with good ideas. <laughs> no, well, you, yeah, you're the ideas guy. And then I gently direct you into something that makes sense. Oh, oh, okay. I guess. So that's how we've done. I've taken your bad... Is this how you feel the whole time? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that would be rude. (laughs) That would be be mean to say that I I take your stupid idiocy and make it palatable for normal people. As Ashley describes it... (laughs) Ashley describes it as Simonese, and it doesn't make sense to people, and it's fine. <laughs> I'm glad that Ashley has a whole name for it. <laughs> Ashley accepts the fact that... <laughs> that you will never make sense. I, I Listen, if I could give you pictures and equations, life would make a lot more sense. I was, ta- I was thinking about this today. I think the issue I have with language is that it's a serial communication device, and what I need is a parallel communication device. <laughs> because okay, it's just so slow. It's bad and slow, <laughs> and I hate it. And it's inconsistent, oh, man, and there's transcription errors. difficult thing to run up against, huh? It's the inefficiencies of the human language. It's so annoying. Why can't people just think in pictures and not think in words words are bad language is stupid and it serves a purpose uh-huh. which is not a good purpose like it's not good at serving its purpose but it's what we have because it's not i cannot take an image and put it into your brain and i'm not a very good artist <laughs> <laughs> yes that well i don't know about how good of an artist you are but no it is it is difficult to insert the picture that is in your brain into someone else's brain. Right? And that's yeah. what I want. That's what I wish I could do. Mm, maybe one day. <sighs> yeah. Then people will understand me. <laughs> They'll finally understand your genius. I Listen, I don't... No, I don't... I don't go that far. I think... <laughs> You're just hoping for a bare minimum, like... Yes. Finally understand what you're trying to get at. Exactly. I, I I will settle for 
people's initial reaction of me not being this guy is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we all hope for 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 everyone to not think we're idiots immediately. Uh, it's a very either we have very similar issues or that's a very normal human reaction. I don't know. I feel like it most could people could be either like, of those actually. I feel like most people when they're like when I meet someone I don't think they're an idiot. I think of like, oh, this person's just like a normal intelligence. Yeah, oh, no. When I meet someone I don't think they're an idiot, but when I meet someone I assume that they know that I'm an idiot. <laughs> Okay, I do do that. I I I do feel that. I do feel that I gotta be like, no, no, no. Trust me. I listen. I have graduated high school, <laughs> and not even like that. I have like made it. I like listen. I was held back in kindergarten, but you know, it's you hard for everyone. Your shoes out. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. And so I've graduated kindergarten, and I have made it a couple of years into high school. Uh-huh. And I didn't, and I, you know, there was that. <laughs> I got satisfactory grades. Right. That's all I was trying to get. That's good. That's ideal. I got a lot of S's. Keep that bar low, you'll always succeed. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's like uh, upper class twit of the year. You just got to jump over those two matchboxes. <laughs> it's a real, uh, real good, real good reference there. Anyway, I think we're done. <laughs> I think I think if we keep going anymore, I will I will turn this turn this back around to how uh, ideological parties are better than pragmatic parties. And I don't think anyone wants me to do that because it's not true because there is some serious problem with ideological parties. Well, I mean the the real overall solution is ranked choice voting. Well, okay. Oh, well, you know, it's a three-party solution. It doesn't have to be ranked choice voting. There's a couple of different solutions. Ranked choice voting just tends to be the best. And <laughs> is also the most palatable. Right. Anyway, so this is this has been Simon and Jeff, the secret socialists, talking about ranked choice voting. I'm not even um, a socialist. I am, like, very like, capitalist. <laughs> yeah... Anyway, sorry. You, like, I gotta dip into weird libertarianism sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, listen. <laughs> they listen, have some good I just points. like to keep my gold buried where I know where it is. <laughs> okay, first of all, I don't invest in gold. Why? Because uh, on average, over the past like you know couple of decades, gold prices mm-hmm. have actually gone down. It's only a very recent fluctuation <laughs> in gold where it's been going up. Do not invest in gold. Only invest in Bitcoin. Only invest, yeah, because that's very (laughs) stable. Uh, Okay, can we just call this whole thing as an outro and just immediately get into it? Or, yeah, just wrap it now. We're on the internet. You've seen us at pedanticandwavium.com. Oh, sorry. Just run right over me, Simon. That's fine. (laughs) Well, because I'm just so fired up. We're talking about gold now. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, so where else can they find us? We're um, on the, our they... website that I already told them about. Are we Why on the you YouTube? Ask me? <laughs> uh, 
It's. I, I'm guiding you. Are we on the YouTube side? <laughs> You're guiding me and then removing the food. It's like you can lead a horse to water and then you remove the water. <laughs> and you look at the horse and be like, why didn't you bite drink? Well, that's, your, that's on you. <laughs> anyway. Man, you, I need to teach you how to do interviews. It's Simon, are we on YouTube? Ah, yes, Jeff, we are on YouTube at this place. At this name. Listen, you Which have is. interviewed me. I, I, yeah, I have, haven't I? Yeah, you have. Well, I mean, I was talking about, like, a news interview, not a job interview. Oh, it's um, fine. But, yeah, so we're you on the YouTubes, we right, Simon? <laughs> yes, we are. I believe I have updated it uh, to release, uh, like, most of the recent episodes are up on there. I don't know if they're all up on there, but mm, mm. Think, we're about to be on some Greek. some podcasting apps. Which ones are we on again, Simon? Well, Do you remember? We're on Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on what was Spotify. that first one? We're on Stitcher. Oh, I heard Switcher. I'm like, is that a is that a new one? <laughs> I like I like the idea of Switcher because in my mind, it's like every ten seconds, it's a different podcast. It's a like different you can, podcast. You can only listen to <laughs> ten seconds of a podcast, and it's not the beginning. Like it still tracks it. Like, oh, this is like oh yeah, 10 like to twenty seconds of a the, new podcast. The third switch, you are thirty seconds deep into a different in a third podcast. And really, the way you make it on Switcher is that you just have like. You know, two-hour-long podcast, three-hour-long podcast. Yeah, two-hour-long so podcast and a grab. lot of, like, good one-liner sound bites. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, Switcher, it's doggy.world, Switcher. All right, anyway. well, TM, I need to look in, I need to talk to a guy about some URLs. Um, What else do we got? Are we on Twitter? We are on Twitter, at phandwavium. We, we oh, announce okay, new episodes. Good. You can talk to us about it. Um, we might have maybe maybe making more stuff about Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, We're, no yeah. one does. <laughs> you can talk to us. You can you can you can talk to us on Twitter if you want to. Be like, hey, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. I hate you, and we'll be like, cool. Hey, I don't I don't <laughs> agree with you. And we will just. <laughs> Definitely not make fun of you and tell you about how you're just giving us more engagement. It's true. Um, yeah, we definitely don't do that when people comment on no, us. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so I think that's... Is that it? Thanks to Joe Sobchak. For our theme music. He's doing he's doing a good job. Yeah. Alright, I think that's about it. Do you have any, any projects, Simon? Do I got any projects? No, all the mm. projects that like people were like, oh, after the pandemic, I'll totally do this. I've still not. Had, <laughs> right. Nothing's happened with them. Even well, though, like, I mean, we're still in the about. height of the pandemic, so that's maybe part of it. Well, I was this like people could like I don't live near anyone. People can zoom me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's I'm not it. bitter at all. <laughs> sure, I almost believe you. Uh, so thanks, listener, for listening. Talk about H.G. Wells and video games and politics. Well, I like we'll, this uh, idea. What did, what did we learn during this episode? What did we learn during this episode? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, 
as as a moral of the episode? Yeah, I mean, I could do anything. I could do morals. I could do like scientific, um, like truths. Uh, real maybe, deep scientific truths. Maybe um, political truths. Political, political, concrete political facts that <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> rank choice voting people is won't the best way to go disregard yeah um so yeah do do you want to uh, sign well, off kind of moral I'm looking I'm looking at through our notes and what I'm seeing is um <laughs> you know you can't you can't trust your odds because listen we've looked at Mars. Very close and very far away, and mm-hmm. several times, right? Mm-hmm. At and least those two Martians, or three. And those Martians are still hiding behind rocks. So you know, sometimes your your view of what's what's going on isn't isn't complete, and you gotta adjust to that completeness. In- incompleteness. Sorry. There you have it, listener. Be be more willing to accept more. More facts to, also, to flesh out your your knowledge base. Also, don't invest in gold. It's a bad investment. If you're gonna <laughs> don't invest, invest in, in gold or Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, good night, listener. We'll catch you in a couple weeks. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>